Hey, I'm Janelle Ane, and you are listening to the Next Level Confident Podcast, a show focused on helping you live your most confident life, whatever that means to you. My husband and co-host, Frankie, and I will be chatting about everything from money to relationships to thought patterns and inner healing to having main character energy to the occasional Netflix show reference. So if you are ready to overcome your negative self-talk, start becoming the most magnetic version of yourself and living your life in full confidence so you can finally go after your dreams, then you are in the right place. And it's time to start showing up as this confident version of you right now. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the Next Level Confident Podcast. I have my amazing husband and co-host with me, Frankie Vignelli. Hello. What do I say? Here? We were literally the most awkward when we started. I know. The starting is the most awkward part every single we time. We need like a, an interesting question to kick us off. Like, what was the last thing you dreamt of? Oh, gosh. That was so random. My dreams get really freaking yeah, weird. that would so be bad for you. not want the audience to know about my dreams. No. Moving on. Moving on. My dreams are always like... I guess we're going to talk about it. No, 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 no. Well, should we? No. No. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on, folks. We're just going to leave everyone with that cliffhanger. Um, today, we are going to talk about seven specific ways to embody main character energy. M-C-E. Oh, how catchy. I know. I thought it should be a better <laughs> acronym, but it's not. <laughs> Do you have MCE? Because if not, here's how you do your MCE. Um, If you have not ever heard about main character energy, it's kind of a big thing on TikTok and Instagram. And I don't know, I've heard a lot of stuff about main main character energy over the last, I don't know, year or two. And it's pretty obvious what it is um, just by saying what it is. But we are going to go ahead and define it. We're going to say what it's not. So Frankie, what are some things that main character energy is not? Main character energy is not being rude, being a boss to other people, being, I'm losing my train of thought here. It's not, it's basically not about, main character energy isn't supposed to be like a selfish thing or all about you. What would you add? Yeah, I think that like when I was telling Frankie I wanted to do a podcast on main character energy, at first he had like a little bit of resistance to it potentially. And I think that's because it sounds cocky talking about it or like- I think Right, it's not cocky. That's what I was trying to say. cocky. That's There's what I was the trying word. to say. There's the word. Yeah, it's not, it's not cocky. It's not, um, I think it, like it's the same thing as what people think about when they think about confidence. Like I've heard so many women be like, well, I don't have too much confidence because I don't want to become, and they think of someone that they know that's like really cocky, that they think is very confident. And they're like, I don't want to be like that person. And so main character energy is not about being like, I'm stealing the stage and no one else gets the stage, or I'm so self-absorbed and so concerned about, you know, myself winning that I don't care about other people. It's not about being in the constant spotlight and then taking the spotlight from other people um what it is well actually that's a good thing you brought up it's that's a limiting belief a lot of people have is they don't want to shine so bright where they dim the light of other people and in reality like that's their own that's their own thought patterns because if you shine bright as long as you're not stealing or 
actually taking people's spotlight, it actually encourages other people's um, light to shine brighter because they see that other people can do it and have gone before. That's why everybody loves a good inspirational story because it's they're looking at mm. them and seeing that, oh, if they can do it, I can do it too. So I just wanted to bring that up because that's a limiting belief a lot of people carry sometimes. Yeah, I love that you just said that. And like, for example, us doing this podcast right now, I would hope that us doing this podcast would actually help other people want to do a podcast. And instead of it being like, oh, Frankie, I have this podcast and no one else can do a podcast like this. That is cocky. That is self-serving and self-fulfilling. Um, and that is not main character energy. It is, um, if you're truly a main character, and we're going to get into those seven things in a moment, but like, it really is about empowering other people to be the best that they can be. And so if you've ever thought about starting a podcast, I would love for you to start your podcast. And that wouldn't be like, you know, oh no, Frankie and I are jealous because someone else is starting a podcast. No, it's like, great. More people need to share their voice. You have a voice. Let's hear it. You know, we all have important things to say. And um, I had one other thought about main character energy that I wanted to say about what it is not. Do you remember what it is? Do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't remember. Okay, well, I do have this thing that I, when I Googled, like, what is main character energy on TikTok? It said the term main character energy has become a mainstay of internet slang, particularly on social media platforms such as TikTok, where it's described, where it's used to describe the concept of romanticizing life and embracing self-love and confidence. So that's what main character energy is. Yeah, that's what main character yeah. energy is, is embracing self-love, romanticizing life and having confidence, which makes so much sense. See how this is the next level confident podcast. Um, another thing that main character energy is, is a person that unintentionally lives, breathes, and is like a protagonist in a story or series. Yeah. And I like that it's like this unintentional thing. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm forcing it and I'm trying to make everyone look at me and I, it's look at me, look at me, look at me. No, it's like this unintentional living of your best life. And you are the protagonist. You're walking to every situation um, as the protagonist, instead of being like the character that's on the sidelines or the character or that's an like, extra or an extra, or even like a character that's like the best friend or something of someone who's doing something really awesome in like a movie or whatever. I don't know. I feel like sometimes there's movies where like there's two best friends and one is like the really cool one. It's out doing cool things. And then the other one is kind of like, I don't know, they just seem a little bit less happy and they're kind of like looking at their best friend, wishing they could live life like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the main character is the one that's like the happy one, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, oh, one other thing I want to say, this is what I was also thinking of, is that main character energy has nothing to do with being good looking or not being good looking. There are plenty of attractive people who do not have main character energy because they are a-holes and people can't stand being around them. You know, like we all probably can think of someone we know that's very attractive, but then you got to know their personality and you're like, yikes. No, thank you. So that is not main character energy. And then the same way goes, even if you feel like you're not someone who's like the most attractive human being of all time or whatever, doesn't matter. You can still have main character energy because this is an energetic thing. This does not have to do with being good looking, right? And by being 
more energetic, you might become better looking. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I feel like you, like, I also know people like that who, like, when I first met them, they weren't necessarily like, that sounds mean to say, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That does sound mean. Okay. Well, we've all met people before that's like, maybe they're not like the world standards. I'm okay. I, I will clarify what I'm especially thinking of is like back when I was dating and there'd be like a guy that would be like, I wasn't really that attracted to him, but then I would get to know him. And because of his personality, he would become more attractive to me just based on his personality. Obviously praise the Lord. I got both with my husband, you know, I got the personality and the good looks, but you know what I mean? Like there's sometimes people who like, aren't the world's definition of sexy no, or it. something. Yeah. I don't know. Now you're making me feel like a bad person. I'm not, no, your, your point made sense. Oh, I was just trying to I'm mess with you. Out. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a jerk. You're not. I was just kidding. Okay. Your your example made a lot of sense. Okay. I like that. Yeah, people grow on you if they it's not yeah, we get it. Let's let's move on into let's the seven points. What do you Maybe say? A little bit more in the frame. I swear you're like never really in the frame. Well, there we go. Maybe uh stop Maybe taking up so much main character energy and I'll take up my own. <laughs> yeah, get out of the way. Take up your own space here. You know what I mean? I need you to take up space. Oh, oh, now his his hand is on my shoulder. Okay. All right. This is great. If you're watching on let's YouTube. Let's do it you're having fun. Okay. So seven specific ways to embody main character energy. Point number one, Frankie, kick us off. Point number one, you realize the world doesn't revolve around you. Which I thought when, so this was Frankie's point that he, we like, you know, prepared for this. And he was like, this feels a little counterintuitive, but the truth is that when you start to realize that the world doesn't actually revolve around you, it allows you to release a lot of the pressure and then you're able to just be fully yourself. So tell the story, give the example of the story of what you were saying. So if you've ever got, we're heading to a party and you're sitting in the car, maybe you're eating some food on the way. And right before you have to walk into the room, you spill something like, let's say a spot of mustard or coffee or something that's like, not very noticeable, but noticeable to you. And you start thinking in your mind, oh man, everybody's going to look at me. They're going to think I'm a slob. I don't know how to eat. I can't take care of myself. And you like run through all these stories of I have mustard on my shirt. I have coffee on my shirt. Like everyone's going to be staring at me Mm -hmm. or maybe like your shirt might be not ironed completely the way you want it to like name the example. And it's like where you start having more self-conscious thoughts going into a, a scenario and you walk into the room and like what you re- what you have to understand is that the reason why I like this point is that the world everybody in that room isn't looking at you saying oh my gosh like Frankie's got this spot of mustard on his shirt people aren't thinking about that they're thinking about their own problems their own things in life so that's whether it's going to a party whether it's going to the gym for the first time like doing something for the first time, like everybody at one point in their life has looked like a fool doing something for the first time. And in reality, people aren't looking at you, they're thinking about themselves. So main character energy is realizing what you said at the beginning of this point is, you don't have to have everything figured out, or be perfect, because people are concerned about their own thing. So it gives you permission to like live fully and live free. Yeah. And the gym example that you just said, it was really good. Cause back when I was a personal trainer, I remember that was like what a lot of women would say to me when they would start working with me is they'd be like, I just feel really awkward. If I try to use this machine, what if I can't really like 
figure out how to use the machine. Like, what are people going to think? What are people watching me like struggle and look weird? And I'm like, no one is looking at you at the gym because they're so busy looking at themselves. Right. You know, so like we all think that and, and another actual like small random example, but like I always think about like if I have any makeup that falls like underneath my eye, like let's say it's a little bit mascara that falls underneath my eye and there's like some black flakes or something. I will sometimes like come home and look in the mirror and then I'll be like, Frankie, like, what are you doing? Why didn't you tell me I had makeup like right here, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't know. I never noticed. And I'm like, how did you not notice? Like, I don't understand how you could have possibly not noticed all these black flakes everywhere. But in reality, he really didn't notice, you know, or if he did notice it, like was such a small little thing on his radar. He wasn't thinking, wow. Or and, and anyone else who saw it wasn't thinking, oh, wow, that's so horrible or she's so ugly or something like that. And I don't know the green, like having something green stuck in your teeth. Like I've seen people with something green stuck in their teeth. And usually I'm the person who just tells them like, Hey, you gotta tell people. When yeah. You happens. gotta tell people <laughs> like you got it. But there's been times where like, you maybe you just have a brief interaction and you don't get a chance to tell them, but it's not like I go home and I'm like, I can't believe Ashley had something cream stuck in her teeth. Ew, what kind of a human is she? Like, no, I might've noticed it for a quick moment. If I didn't have time to say it, then I didn't think of it a single other moment past that. But then Ashley might go home and see the green thing in her teeth and think, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I had this, you know? And so basically we're just all so much harder on ourselves than we need to be. So next time something like that happens, you can just remind yourself that someone else has had something green stuck in their teeth or they've had mustard on their shirt before. And so when you take all that pressure off yourself to be perfect, you can just be a human and be authentically you. You're allowed to have more of that main character energy because you don't have so much pressure to be perfect. Love it. Love it. He's, good. He's ready to move on, folks. No, I think it's a good point. Thank you. Thank you so much. You thought of it. So it makes sense why it's a good point, right? Maybe that's why I said it. <laughs> All right. What's number two? Oh, boy. I'll read it and then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Expect the best in every situation and walk through life wearing rose-colored glasses. Yes. So this was mine. And I was thinking about how, like, there have been so many times in my life that I could be, like, walking into a coffee shop and I'm like, Oh, I just know something amazing is going to happen to me today. I just, I feel like I want to meet someone really cool. Um, maybe I'll meet a new friend. Maybe I'll meet someone who's going to help me with my business. Um, I bet the barista is going to be awesome. I bet the coffee is going to be amazing. They're going to have the perfect Danish. I don't know. I've never had a Danish. I don't think barely before that croissant. There's the right word. Um, and I just like expect everything to go right and to go well, instead of looking for everything to go wrong. And so I think just having that energy allows me to be more friendly when I go places and just like, it's like, I'm looking for opportunities and what you look for, you'll find. So if you're yeah. looking for opportunities and you're looking for good things, you're looking for people to like be kind and amazing, then you're going to be kind and amazing. And there's just going to be this like energetic exchange between people. Um, like when you're ordering your coffee from the barista or, you know, even going to a grocery store yeah. or I'm trying to think of like all the scenarios going to a Pilates class and, and, you know, interacting with the teacher when you check in for class. Like there are so many scenarios where you have a quick interaction with someone and you just expect the best and expect that life is going to go well. And that's why I love the term romanticize your life, which is like something I've been really embodying lately. The last few months is like learning how to slow down and just romanticize my life and have these like little details of luxury like for those of you who follow me on Instagram you see me talking about those micro habits of luxury and I think those micro habits of luxury allow you to romanticize your life and when you romanticize your life 
then you have more of that main character energy because you're expecting amazing things to happen all the time. Yeah. So what would you say on that point, Frankie? I didn't think about this before, but as you're talking, it made me think of, of airports. And when you go in an airport, like everyone's always in a grumpy mood, mm. flights get delayed, things sometimes don't go right. And I would say that there's a type of person that is that always speaks over themselves. They're like, my flights always get delayed. There's always problems. There's always issues in their flights. Mm. And like th- that usually comes to pass like usually those people that are like i always have flight problems i always have delays i always something doesn't go right it usually actually happens yeah but like you and i in general we don't have issues with flights like, right we really don't like probably 10 percent of the time at most right. that happens and it made me think of the story of our good friend casey chapman and there was a story of and he's the guy that totally lived oh, this way. He expects totally. the best in every single situation. Yes, he does. And him and our other good friend, Daniel, uh, were going to, I think, Portugal or some foreign country. And they were flying out of San Diego. They had a connection through Detroit, Michigan, I believe. And it was like, you know, 10 p.m. because they're going to take a red eye to this country. And right when they were about to go take off and get on the flight, the flight ended up getting completely canceled. Mm -hmm. So rather than Daniel and specifically Casey in this situation saying, oh, man, this sucks. Like we're going to have to sleep in the airport. Like and just basically what they would have done in normal people shut down, look internally, get frustrated, yell at some customer service reps, (laughs) like call the airline, get super mad. What Casey did is he said, all right, cool. Let's use this as an opportunity to go explore and to go have a good time in Detroit. So um, Casey was single at the time. So he opened up one of his dating apps and like started looking at girls <laughs> in the area that he could like take to go on a coffee date, I think is how the story goes. Like for the next morning or Yeah, something. for the next morning. So he ended up, long story short, is he ended up having this amazing time in Michigan. He found, he went to a coffee shop. Uh, had a great time. Like he went on a date. Went on, a, yeah. Well, I'm not done yet. Went on, oh. went on a date to. I think well, is that what happened? I don't oh, remember. I don't know. I, don't I know. actually Sorry. don't think that he went on a date he on a actually... coffee shop. But he opened up his dating app. He found this woman Nicole, who uh, he ended up starting talking to because she lived in Michigan. And if he wasn't stuck in Detroit, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have opened the dating app, found Nicole because he wouldn't. She wouldn't have been in the range of the dating app. And that ended up becoming his wife. Yeah. And now they're having a kid together and all these different things. So wait, so did they meet? I can't remember. They didn't meet in person that time. They didn't meet in person. But that on top of like, he had a great conversation with his Uber driver. Like he went to an awesome coffee shop. Like he just had the best time in a really bad situation. And that's because he was expecting the best in every situation. Mm -hmm. And he met his dang wife because of a delayed time. Like that's the moral of the story. Right. Like what awesome person or opportunity is on the other end of some crappy situation for you, you know? So that's always such a good reminder to think about. Yeah. And then they got married. We got to go to their wedding in Tulum, which was so fun. And now they have a little, little baby coming, coming soon. Little mango. And that was a good story. I'm glad you thought of that. That's a really great example. And I agree. Like so many people with airports, it's funny. Like we have had a few bad airport experiences, but we don't like hold on to them. That's the thing. It's like, if we have flight delays or something, we just let it roll off our, our shoulders. Shoulders. I was going to say our neck. <laughs> no, don't roll. Don't do so that. It rolls off the neck. Um, 
Yeah. Like, so I think that, that that's the other part is that one, when you're always speaking into existence, it's more likely to happen to you. And two, then when it does happen to you, because you're confirming what you thought was going to happen, and then it like sticks so much more heftily. I don't know. Words are so weird right now. Um, it just really like sticks. And then you like, see, see. And then that story like replays in your mind of like, just another flight delayed, just like I knew it would. It always happens to me. Um, and then you go and tell like a thousand people about it and all your friends. And every time you talk about it, you're like repeating the trauma basically. And it's just kind of silly because then it's like, what's the point? You know, words have power. Words do have power. Okay. Point number three. Don't be afraid to ask for things. Ask and you shall receive. Frankie, do you want to share some tidbits on this one? Some tidbits. Some more tidbits. <laughs> I, mean, I think, yeah, this one is, I'm trying to think of a good story for this. Um, let's see. You yeah, ask going, for free upgrades all going, the time. Yeah, going back to your hotel example that you're talking about did you talk about the hotel was that before that was before we started okay all right so when you're prepping for this for this podcast janelle was talking about asking for free upgrades or free things in when you're going to check into a hotel and it's not like again it's not like a cocky thing but you're like hey like this is this you know so-and-so situation like for example it was janelle and i's um we went to our hotel where we where we stayed after we got married. So it was like a special place. Very special. For for us to go back to in Denver. So we stayed there like a couple of weeks ago. And then we started talking to the person checking us in. And Janelle was like, hey, this is where we got uh, married. This is the first place we stayed together as a married couple. And she didn't even actually ask for anything, but she was just like putting out the good energy. And he ended up giving us a free upgrade for that. So I think... Yeah. And he actually was going to try to put us, he was like, oh my gosh, let yeah. me see if the, like, he's like, we have a wedding suite. Let me see if the suite is available for you. And then he's like, oh man, it's booked, but let me give you like the next best option. And yeah, I didn't, I actually didn't even ask, but I was just so excited. Cause I was like, we're staying at the hotel that we got married at. And yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really very kind of him to do that. So what are some examples you have? Yeah, I one time I remember I was in, I think it was like one of my girls trip to Cincinnati um, with my friend Catherine, it was her birthday. And I remember we were like, let's just ask for a free upgrade on a rental car. And we had all been like, here's the thing is like, you're being nice leading up to the ask. So people are more likely to say yes, but you're not being nice only so you can get something from the person. So it's not like if they say no, that you're all of a sudden like, being like you 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 all of a sudden are the same person anymore and you're pulling back it's like if they say yes great if they say no that's okay too I'm still going to treat you just as kindly and lovingly as I did five seconds prior to the ask um but yeah I just remember we were like all like chit-chatting away with the person at the rental car place and just we were all like laughing and having fun with the person and then we're like I think it was me but it might not have been I don't, I don't want to take credit if, if it wasn't me but I think I might've been like, let's just ask for a free upgrade. Like what's the worst they'll say is no. And so we asked and then they were like, actually we will give you a free upgrade. And so I honestly, I don't even remember what car we got upgraded to, but I remember we were excited about it and we were like, yay. And it was a girl's trip. So it was fun to have that free upgrade. You went from a Prius to a Camry. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. No, I think it was, it was something bigger and cooler. I can't remember. Probably like an Escalade or something. Totally. Um, but oh yeah, God. so I just think when you have main character energy, you're not being entitled and you're not like, oh, I expect this. And it's not 
like they better give it to me or else, you know, like, it's not like that. It's just, Hey, what's the risk in asking? Like I'm being kind right now. I am a wonderful human. They're a wonderful human. Couldn't hurt to ask, you know? And so I just think of so many things and like, you know, one thing that you do really well, and I feel like we need to share this. This is like what you got to talk about the trick that you do at the end of every job interview. It's not even a trick. It's just what you should do. So about six years ago, I was living in a city I wasn't excited to be living in, working a job that felt purposeless and unfulfilling, and attracting romantic relationships that were uninspiring. I started to have this feeling like, there has got to be more to life than this. Surely I have more potential than what I'm living up to today. I wanted to have the confidence to make some ballsy changes, to start a new career path I was pumped about, and to stop immediately disqualifying myself from every opportunity that excited me. I wanted to become the woman that would attract a high quality man that treated me like the queen I knew I was deep down and to have a healthy relationship together. Most importantly, I wanted to drastically change my negative self-talk and overcome these limiting beliefs that made me feel sad and unworthy from the moment I woke up every single day. Maybe some of you listening can relate to this. I just knew there had to be a way to reinvent myself and stop living such a freaking mediocre life. Ugh, I just wanted to live a life I could honestly say that I was proud of. So even though everyone else thought that I was crazy, I moved across the United States alone, changed my career path just two years after getting a very expensive four-year degree, sorry mom and dad, built a successful online brand, attracted my dream husband, and proved everybody wrong. And what was it that got me to finally take these wild leaps of faith? It was because I began building inner confidence through mindset work. The mindset tools I learned, I soon realized, were the only real way I was able to get to the root of what was causing my constant self-sabotage. And the same goes for you. You could be attracting your dream life if you had the confidence to go after things before you felt ready. If you trusted yourself and believed in your inner worth, then you would take messy action. So at this point, I have helped a couple thousand women in all different industries, like commercial real estate, tech sales, business owners, product managers, fitness instructors, and so many more to be able to overcome their negative thoughts of unworthiness and learn how to powerfully take up space and go after their dreams with confidence. So if you want to learn more about Confident Life Academy, how to get out of the negative prophecy loop that you're in, how to magnetize incredible opportunities your way, and to discover proven strategies so you can speak your mind, stop worrying about other people's opinions, and finally be more confident, I would love to have you come join my free masterclass called the top three reasons you're struggling to find confidence. The link to join the masterclass will be in the show notes of this episode and will be linked in my Instagram bio at Janelle Lene. Remember, this is a completely free class, so there's literally no risk to join, but the rewards could pay off for years to come. See you there. Okay, tip. Trick isn't the right word. It's not trick. Like, oh, I'm tricking them, but I just mean like tip. I just actually, it's funny. Literally an hour ago, I just shared this with somebody. My uncle Billy taught me this a long time Billy. ago. So it's, 
it's uh, asking for the job at the end of, uh, at the end of an interview. So most people in the call, they're like, all right, great. Like what are next steps? Or if they even say that, they're, but they're like, Thanks. if you're being interviewed, the key that my uncle Billy taught me is to ask if you have the person's support to move forward to the next round, if you want the job. You also say, do you have any objections of why you wouldn't move me forward? So essentially at the end of the interview, you're asking for their support and asking for the job. Okay, let's, a lot of people, let's role play it. A lot of people don't do that. So it's okay, something really play. important to do. Pick up the phone. Hello. I need to see your phone. Thank you. Okay. Frankie, it's really lovely having that interview with, I don't know why I became a man. I don't want to work for this weird person. How misogynistic. I hate myself. No, I don't know. I cancel. I don't say that word, but don't like that. I just turned into a man. Okay. I'm a woman, but I'm going to be very professional because I'm in corporate America. Frankie, thank you so much for that wonderful interview. I hope you have a really awesome rest of your day. Thank you. Was there any objections or any reasons why you wouldn't move me forward for the next round? Oh, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Everything went, everything went really well. Um, you know, we'll just have to like probably look a little bit more at your resume and your experience. Well, we're going to get into a whole role play here. So what about my resume? So then that's where you start asking if there's any holes in the, uh, if they get, if they stay the objections. I guess you change jobs quite often every mm. year for like three to four, three or four years, new job for those different years. So do you years. need clarity on why I did that? Yeah, I need some clarity around why you, why you. So then you, then you jobs. go into the reasons why you did that. You would do that. Yes. We're still we're still role playing. Holding the phone. Where did click? You... Do I have your support? <laughs> so basically, you you just say, "Do I have your support moving forward to the next interview?" Yes. Or something like that. No. Didn't ask. So write it down word for word. Do I have your support? And you're probably gonna feel really nervous asking. I mean, I would feel kind of nervous. Yeah. Oh, nervous just pretending to role play in, and grill me to grill you Ooh, so actually no i i got more excited being on that end of things but okay let's keep moving people let's keep moving so number three was don't be afraid to ask for things ask and you shall receive that is a bible verse by the way and goes you know obviously goes with god too you can ask god and he will give you things um number four frankie what is number four? Be solution-oriented versus problem-oriented, aka don't be a victim. Don't have a victim mindset. So when you have main character energy, you are solution-oriented. What does that mean, Frankie? I don't know who said it, but there's somebody that you follow that we went and saw them speak a long time ago that said everything is figure-outable. Oh, uh, Marie Forleo. Yeah, so... That just means that there's no situation that you're in where you can't overcome it. You can't ask people for help. You can't say, oh, what have I done in the past to overcome something like this? Where have I been in a similar situation versus what victims do? And it kind of goes back to the airline example of, oh, man, this stinks. Like, I'm going to be stuck at this airport or, or whatever. And they just start complaining and they put that energy out people that have main character energy are always finding solutions and they're coming to the table, whether it's their family, their employer, their entrepreneurial uh, journey, they're always coming to the table with a solution first, even if the thing solution might not be right, they're always thinking about how can they solve this problem and make a way. Yeah, I love that. Can you think of a time in your life when you felt like you were more problem oriented for a little bit and then what had you snap out of that? 
kind of fixed me mindset? It's a good question. Mm. I don't know if I have an answer. Mm, I really put you on the spot on that one. I'm trying. I don't think I've ever been victim oriented, honestly. Like I think my parents, specifically my dad, raised me to like be a high achiever and always find a way. Mm. Maybe that's not true, but I just think like everyone has moments of yeah. victimy. Like I'm sure you're yeah, 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 aware of true. it, but we all like. I just think you said you said like a scenario in my life but yeah. maybe an example would be a better question yeah like an example like I, that's what I mean by a scenario like a quick it could be like a quick five minute scenario it doesn't have to be like I think the perfect the perfect example is is 2023 right now and I'm in tech sales and the economy specifically within tech and specifically within the sales world it's it's challenging right now and there's a lot of talk out there where it's doom and gloom and not good it's not going to get better we're in a recession all these different things and like that may be true and because of that i got sucked down into that that mindset of like oh this sucks like maybe i should switch careers maybe i should get out of it but you know recently we've turned that around because it's what what good what are the good things that you're focused on if by recently he means he closed three of the biggest deals of his life in the last seven days what what pretty recent congratulations frankie big no would you like to thank for all my entire team and you (laughs) and the lord and god above our lord and savior jesus christ i know i was gonna say that (laughs) thank you jesus which I don't know. But I mean it. But yeah, we mean it, but it does sound a little cheesy and how we say it with that voice. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's a great example. And I know with myself, I've definitely had moments like that with my business too, where I just feel like I had a day like that a few days ago, actually, where I just felt like, oh my gosh, my business sucks. Everything's horrible. Um, you know, just kind of went into that doom and gloom place for for about 24 hours and just was like, what am I doing? does what I do matter, you know? And and I think it's just normal to go to those places for a little bit, but it's like, how do you, you know, you pick yourself out of that? Like, yeah. I mean, that's why for us, it's always like doing mindset work, going to church, calling friends, taking breaks. Like instead of like, for me, what I used to do when I'd have a day like that, I would just be like, you're not even allowed to think these thoughts work harder. And then I would like push myself into the ground to try to like ignore what I was feeling. But now I just give myself space and time to process and like it's okay to have days like that and so um you're good about that yeah so that I think it's okay if you have like a, a moment of being victimy or a mo- you know a couple days or whatever but then like then then move into that okay what's the solution instead of what's what's the problem yeah okay number five being a creator instead of a consumer So where this comes from is the idea that I think a lot of times people who are not being main characters, they're watching everyone else's life, specifically like on social media, and they're seeing all these people do really awesome things. And they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. And they're always like, it'd be so, must be nice, or it'd be so nice to have that kind of life. So they're always like, they're consuming everyone else's awesome life, but they aren't doing anything that's really making their life amazing. And I don't even mean necessarily you have to have like start your own social media brand or anything like that if you don't want to do that. Um, But what I'm saying is like, instead of sitting there on social media and scrolling a bunch and watching everyone else, like doing all these awesome things, like get ready with me videos, but you're like in your freaking sweats and you haven't washed your hair in forever and haven't done your makeup and you just feel like yucky and gross. Like 
what are the ways that you're watching everyone else live their best life or do amazing things for themselves, but you're not doing that for you. Mm. To me, that's the opposite of main character energy because main character energy means that you're going to do things that make you feel good. It's about how you feel. So if it makes you feel good to put on some makeup and put on a cute outfit, do that. If it makes you feel good to go grab an awesome workout, go do that. But you got to start to catch yourself when you're doing things where you're watching other people's lives. Maybe it's even not even on social media. Maybe it's like friends of yours that you know are like getting great raises or something. You know, you're just like, oh man, they're crushing it. And then there's me, you know? Yeah. Um, that to me is like the opposite of main character energy because you're just being jealous and you're not telling yourself that it's possible for you. And you're just sitting around like hoping an opportunity will come to you instead of going and making it happen. No, it's good. When you were talking, what made me, what popped into my mind was the idea of getting 1% better every single day. Mm. My lacrosse coach in college used to say that it's like, you don't need to win the national championship overnight, but you need to find a way to get 1% better every single day. And I think a lot of people are challenged with looking at their big goals of, oh, I want to, it, like you said, it doesn't need to be start your own company or social media. Like I want to get a raise. I want to find my person. I want to travel, like whatever your thing is. Like you like look at all it's one of those big things. Yeah. One of these big, big goals yeah. versus like, okay, if I want to travel more, okay, how can I find ways to create more time in the future so that I can take the vacation? Or how can I find ways to save more money or invest or whatever that 1% is, or look at a travel blog and like actually do things that get you towards that next step and get that 1% better every single day. So I think the create versus consume to me comes down to actually taking action and, and critically thinking about your life versus mm -hmm. just being that Katy Perry song. What is it? Like a paper bag? Oh, yeah. Like a plastic a bag. Plastic bag. Floating through the wind. I don't know the words. Wanting to start again. Okay. <laughs> uh yes but don't be a plastic bag i said paper bag because i guess we've been living in california for too long ah uh, true nah, thank you trader joe's I love california. appreciate you and your paper <laughs> bags floating through the wind but do you agree with that yeah i do agree with that i think that's really good and um, you always say in your confidence workshops one of your pillars is taking risky action yeah and i think the risky action it's risky because it's like oh i don't know if this is going to work out i think a lot of people wait until they know that everything's in place and like if they take this step then that then they will get this result but like what main character energy people do is they step into the unknown just like a good movie like they the hero of the movie doesn't know what's on the other side but they're willing mm -hmm. to actually take that step because they know what's on the other side of that that journey is breakthrough for themselves for their people around them um and in their life so i think that's to your point what you shared during your workshop it's taking risky action yeah totally i love that and the last thing i'll say on it is like for me sometimes it's even just become like really small micro things like i noticed Honestly, for me, it can be really easy to sit at home all day working and I'll just like, I'll wake up, I'll do a good morning routine, but then I'll just like start working. And then I don't give myself the opportunity to take breaks. Cause I'm like, must get more work done. And so for me, what it's been looking like to be more like creating a life of magic or creating that romanticized life is doing those little things like giving myself permission to go take a Pilates class in the middle of the day, or go to a boxing class in the middle of the day, like 
working out makes me feel really good. And yet sometimes I tell myself I'm too busy, but it's like, I know after I go work out that everything that happens after that, like all the work that I do after a workout is such better work because I'm in such a better mood. Yeah. When I work like eight hours straight, I don't even take a lunch. I don't go outside barely at all. You know, then I, then like by the end of the day, I feel like crap. I feel so lethargic. I feel so like disgusting. And then from there I'll, you know, open TikTok and start scrolling and watching people's lives. And I'm watching all these beautiful women do all these cool, fun things like travel or get ready with me videos or organization videos. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, and so I just, I know when I start to get in that habit of like, um, just being a consumer of other people's lives and also like not living my best life. That's when I become really unhappy. So for me, I just, I know there are some certain habits to put throughout my workday, especially that allow me to feel that main character energy and to be a creator instead of a consumer. That's good. Number six. All right. Two more. Number six. Where it is it? Main characters are heroes that build other people up and they want to see other people win. Please share. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we are thinking about, you know, this, we were on our date night a few nights ago and we were thinking about this podcast and we were thinking about how like people would think that someone who's a main character only cares about themselves. But if you watch a lot of actual movies, a lot of times the hero of the movie that's the main character is actually saving someone else or helping someone else. And then, so the night before our date night, we had just watched the White House Down movie with Channing Tatum and is it Jamie Jamie Foxx? Yeah. And I thought it was actually a new movie. I didn't realize it was a movie made in 2013, but it was on the number one on Netflix. Only 10 years late. Only 10 years late to the game, but it was number one on Netflix uh, you know, a couple, couple days ago. So we watched it and Channing Tatum is kind of the main character to an extent, I think. And he, I think he's the producer. So it kind of makes, makes sense. He made himself the main character, which good for him, main character energy. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yep. Um, but he's saving the whole time. He's like saving Jamie Foxx, the president from being killed. And he's willing to put himself in harm's way to see someone else win. Yeah. And so when I think about a main character, Yes, I walk into the room with my shoulders pulled back, my head held high, like I'm a freaking badass, I'm a queen, I'm here to win. Like those are the the feelings and the energy with which I walk into every single room. And at the same time, I'm not doing that so much so that I, I don't think about anyone else. I, I do it and then I'm thinking also like, who here can I help? Or who here um, can I get in a great conversation with where we can learn about that, you know, learn more about them? How can I ask great questions to make someone feel seen and to yeah. feel heard? And so, yeah, anytime I think about a main character, not only are you building yourself up, but you're also building others up. Can you think of an example where somebody spoke life into you Ooh. and built you up? Yeah, I remember um, I had this one of my first, well, she actually was my first boss out of college. Her name is Kim. And it was when I was working at a tech company for two years and I was her executive assistant. She was the, her and her husband started the company. There was like, anyway, 200, 300 people that worked there. And I remember we sat down for my one year review. And I remember that she was like, she told me something along the lines of, you know, Janelle, there's a lot of people in the world that do you know, admin executive assistant type jobs that they just kind of like plug and chug things in and they don't really think critically. They don't think much about, they don't think about the processes. And she's like, and a lot of those types of people might be in that type of job for forever because that's just like how their brain works. But I know that you are, are extremely smart 
I guess as I'm saying this, I feel like I sound mean to someone who stays in admin their whole life. So I, I, I think there are different strengths for different people and that if that's the right. It's, it's, you, it was different. Yeah. You. Different example. But um, she was like, you are really smart and I know you won't be in this job for very long because I just know with like how bright you are and how, um, I don't remember exactly what she said, but I just know how, based on your personality, I know you're going to go really far in life and you won't be in this position for very long. Yeah. And I remember I got like a huge lump in my throat as she said it. I was trying not to cry in this one year review. I'm like, do you think I'm smart? And, you know, if you've read my book, you know that I really struggled with thinking that I was stupid and that I was dumb for like so many years of my life. And obviously like my parents would tell me I'm smart, which I appreciate and that's wonderful but unfortunately it's different coming from unfortunately yeah I was like you have to say that to me mom and dad you know but um my mom and dad did a great job of cheerleading me and everything but I guess just I I guess I needed it more from like external people which is kind of a bummer but anyway thank you mom and dad for for that but yeah so it just meant a lot to have a boss that was like believing in me and saying that kind of stuff to me and her giving me that feedback gave me the ability I think to even like it was one of the reasons I was able to quit that job and move to California and change my career path and everything, because I was like, I am smart enough. Like I'm not just someone who's going to sit here and enter in data in a computer or like do admin things my whole life. Like I can do more than just admin work. Like I, yeah. I can, I could do something, you know? So good. So. Yeah. May, that's a great story. Yeah. And that seed planted you to go take risky action and do these other things, like to move, to start your own business, to, apply for jobs you weren't qualified for on paper and to do all these amazing things. So I think main characters, they, they spread what the knowledge that they have and the energy that they have, and they want to see other people win. So it's so good. Yeah. And I also will say not to brag, but I did actually write thank you cards to, this was back in Denver. So this has been about three years ago, but I was like, who are the like key five, six or seven people who believed in me in my life that have really made a difference in my life. And I actually wrote thank you cards to every single one of them to just thank them for that moment. And so I did write um, a thank you card to Kim like three years ago. Um, and I just remember like, I, I don't, it doesn't really matter. I'm just saying it was just nice to write that thank you card. And I've heard other people talk about like the power of writing thank you cards to people who have made a big difference. So yeah. that could be an action step. That you could be a main character by thanking other people for the ways that they've poured into you. All right. Last one. You want to read it? Number seven. Number seven. My favorite number. Um, Seven. Being persistent, never giving up, and not stopping three feet from golds. So tell us a three feet from golds story, Frankie. So it's from this book, one of my favorite books, Thinking Grow Rich. Everybody should read it. If you haven't, it was written in like the 1920s or 30s by Napoleon Hill. And it's still one of the most popular. It's really like misogynistic. You just kind of have to like try to hear it. Oh, she had to throw that in there. It's a great book. It is. It's all like he, 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 him, 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 him. Yeah, that was the time time back then. So if you can get over that, it's a great book. Okay. Yeah. Just Do you like the book or no? I do. But I actually have thought about finding if there's a way that I could rewrite it for women and like, or at least make it more like inclusive for women. But anyway, it's just an aside. Continue on. I love it. <laughs> All right. So the three, there's a, there's a story within the book that's very misogynistic and just unbelievable, <laughs> but it's a good story if you can get past all that. It's a, it's a, it's a story three feet from gold and it's during the gold rush um, where everybody moved to California and all these miners came out. They bought all this expensive equipment. 
Um, they invested in it. They moved across the countries. A lot of times left their entire family and started digging in the mines to find gold, to hit the gold rush. And there's a story of this guy, this miner that did what I just mentioned, spent all this money, started digging, 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 probably spent a year doing it. And then finally ended up selling his equipment, moving back to where he came from to be with his family because he just couldn't find the gold after all the after that entire year of digging. Sold it for like 90% loss to this guy. This guy bought the equipment for very, very cheap pennies on the dollar, started digging. And then within three feet from where the guy left off, he found gold. He found gold like in that mine, millions and millions and millions of dollars. And this, the moral of that story is how often are you going after your dreams or trying to persist and you give up right before you're about to strike gold. So main characters are persistent and they don't give up until the job is done. Wow. That was good. That was motivating. Yeah. So anytime like you're going through something that's really hard, I do think you kind of have to ask yourself like a question that I sometimes ask is like, do you think that you're three feet from gold or do you feel like you're being asked to change? And I think that could be a whole other podcast episode probably yeah. of, um, having the discernment to know the difference. Cause sometimes it is hard to know, like if you've been at something for a really long time, whether that's a career or a relationship, um, I guess health, I'm like, you can't really use it for health. Cause it's kind of like, but you might want to try something different if it's not, you know, if the health stuff that you're doing isn't working. You're not like losing the weight or you're not whatever, like feeling healthier, or you still feel lethargic and tired or whatever it is that your goal is. Um, but yeah, where was I going with that? I just lost my train of thought. Mm. Not sure. <laughs> Not sure. Um, I think, oh yeah. You just do yeah. have to have, there's discernment of knowing right. whether, stop, yeah. Right. Like, cause I, yeah, like that, I love that story, but sometimes I'm like, but couldn't you be like climbing the wrong mountain? Like what if you're like you could be. doing something over and over and over again, but it's not actually right. So anyway, maybe we do another podcast episode on the questions balance. to ask and how to like discern which one, but no matter what, I really love that story about not stopping three feet from gold, having the persistent persistence to keep showing up. Yes. And um, that's what main characters do. They're persistent. They are. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you today. And Frankie has a meeting to go to. So there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> You can finish alone. For ending a little abruptly. No, you know what? I think everyone got the good they needed. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoyed this and got some good nuggets out of it. And um, would love to hear from you what your favorite part was. So shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you liked. Which number was your favorite number of these seven specific ways to embody main character energy? Frankie, anything else? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Next Level Confident podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your Instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. It helps us reach more people with this message. Frankie and I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to become your most confident self is by slowing down, doing the inner work, and deciding to show up as the version of you who already has magnetized all of your desires.